Today's gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 13. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in the field, which someone found and hid. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks, Joni. Let's pray. God, we come um, with everything that is with everything that we see in front of us, with all our expectations. And we come today trusting that there's something else. Help us see that. Amen. God's presence is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until it was leaven. God's presence is like treasure hidden in a field which someone found and hid, and then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has to buy that field. Again, God's presence is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. These are just three of the five stories Jesus speaks to talk about what God's presence is all about. After teaching, he asks the disciples, have you understood all of this? And they say, yes. I just can't help but think that Jesus had a sparkle in his eye when he was teaching these stories, knowing full well that the disciples could never really understand, knowing full well that there was something else tucked into these stories that will be missed at first blush. 
There is some unexpected delight folded in, buried within, just waiting to be found. But it's hard to see. Because what's so interesting about a woman baking bread? Nothing, unless you know that the word used here is is, um, mixed, actually means hide, and that three measures of flour is enough to feed hundreds of people. And yeast in Jesus' day did not come in little package with rip-open tops. Yeast was an impurity that could damage the unexpected structure of the loaf. Why is God like a sneaky baker making way too much bread? Why would someone who found a buried treasure sell everything to buy the land in which it was found? I mean, just keep the treasure. What is so interesting about the land around it? And why would a successful jewelry merchant whose career is to buy and sell pearls and gems all of a sudden give up that career because of just one pearl? There is more to these story than meets the eye, Jesus might say with a wink. I have three stories to share with you today. They may be modern-day parables helping us see what God's presence is like. Stacy called and asked if she could come and talk to me about her dad. When we met, she told her stories of these amazing moments with her dad and of family connections and her vivid dreams and miracles, all which showed up in her dad's unexpected diagnosis of cancer. Stacy's dad died earlier this spring, way too early. He was too young. Stacy had just had her first baby boy and wanted her son to have more time with his grandpa. And when we met, it was just a short time until Father's Day. There was the anticipation of experiencing this day without her dad. Yet mysteriously hidden into the tears and the heartache were these amazing details of her dad's journey, most especially in his last day of timing and connection and people coming close. Stacy said to me that her faith had grown, that she was living differently because of this experience. She told me that she wakes up every day wondering how her dad's presence will be made known through the little things, and she now lives for that. Most of us yearn for that kind of love, for moments like these that we can point to and name, for when the steam lifts from the mirror of life and we can see something that we have never seen before. And yet, it is revealed in the moment of greatest suffering and in death. Something so sad holds something so joyful and precious. The kingdom of God is like this. And then there are Brad and Sandy, who are in the third stage of life. Kids are grown and launched, and they now have time and resources to do all those things that they have waited to do. They can check off the bucket list. They have instead decided to be foster parents. And so children have come to them to love 
and as they know, probably just for a short time. So within the love, there's also the letting go. And within the struggles, or within the snuggles, are the snarls of working with government systems, with unanswered phone calls, overworked employees, and the sticky web of procedures and paperwork. Yet for the moment now, they hold and love Jacob, who is fresh from the womb. Jacob had no one to take him home from the hospital. He may not be able to remember Brad and Sandy's faces when he grows older, but their love is shaping him, and his life is changing Brad and Sandy. The kingdom of God is like this. And I had to think a lot about sharing this last story because I've told it to you before. That is the challenge when you have been around for a while. You can't necessarily just recycle things. And I really struggled with this, yet as I thought about it, I realized that I think I need to share it more than you need to hear it. Many years ago, I was really sad, and I asked God for something that I could see to resuscitate me back to life. Something to tell me that there was more to life than what I was experiencing. I kept waiting to find it. It was probably the most unproductive time in my life. My life consisted of my work, my social calendar held only an occasional dinner with my parents, and for fun, I would pick weeds in the rocked edges around my house. The beautiful thing about weed picking is it takes no emotional energy. And you know how good it feels when you pull it out and the whole root comes out? And you actually get to see the results of your work. So I was picking weeds one spring night, and I spotted a little purple something peeking through what I thought was a weed, and instead of pulling it, I let it grow. It ended up being a little purple flower growing through a pile of river rock. That little flower flourished in the rocks until wintertime, and so it reminded me of what can grow in the rocky times of life. I have a picture of it. The world calls my sign of strength a pansy. <laughs> the kingdom of God is like this. I keep a photo of my pansy at my desk because I have to be reminded every day, especially on the crappy days, that God is still up to something even when I can't see it. There is yeast hidden in the bread and just because the loaf looks flat and lifeless, it doesn't mean that the bread won't rise. I need to hear Stacy's story to know that God hides himself from most of the world. Often the most juicy and gorgeous glimpses of God are in the moments of vulnerability and suffering. It's so strange, isn't it? Yet those moments are real and plump that you would buy the whole field because, and hold on to them because you might just find another treasure like them buried where you are walking. 
I need to hear Brad and Sandy's story to understand why that pearl merchant was able to walk away from his established career that had six weeks of vacation, a vested 401k, in a comfortable office in routine because he realized that that one pearl could never be found again. And so it was time to begin a new path and find something else that he could give himself to. To the naked eye, these little parables seem modest and useless. To an open heart, they are so rich and full of wonder. They're not headlines, they're heart lines. Don't miss the delight in this life, the promise that God's presence is revealed in the life of death and Jesus, and it's nestled into the everyday details of life, and it's waiting to amaze you. If you are content with life as predictable and expected, if the status quo is enough then, You'll miss the sweetness of what's hidden in the dough, what is buried in the field, the preciousness of that one pearl. It is the kingdom of God. Jesus says it's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I don't think we need to understand it. All we need to do is to notice it and name it and not miss the delight and how God's presence will surprise us to teach us and hold us. May you discover it. Amen.